0: Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek.
1: JPI, can we go ahead and start rolling, please? Tia, you will have our first question. Awesome. My name is Tia from Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, John Cusack, so awesome to be speaking with you. My mom was really stoked to hear that I was going to be talking with you today, as am I. Um, My question about your character in Utopia is he has some views that would be considered extreme, Do you think that that all stems from, say, a good place, or should we have been skeptical about Christie from day one?
0: Well, the thing about this show is, whatever you think you know about the characters, by the last episode, you go, you end up down a different rabbit hole, looking at a talking to a different Cheshire Cat. So, um, but he is definitely um, a very, very committed futurist. I guess you could say that.
1: I would say so as well, yes.
0: (laughs) I think maybe, um, you know, if anything, the dangers of utopian thinking are are, uh, in full display.
1: Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Denise, you may ask your first question. Be sure to slate your name and affiliate. John Denise Salcedo with Instinct Culture so one of the things about Dr. Kevin Christie is that he's very twisted but also manipulative what was your initial no no. no, you don't think so (laughs) what was your initial reaction to uh, reading the script and reading the character
0: I thought it was just incredibly imaginative and twisted and dark and funny and scary and surreal so um, it was really a, a, you know you started reading and I started in the afternoon and I looked up and it was night and I drank two cups of coffee and I'd read the entire season. So I I read it all in one sitting. Uh, So I, 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 you know, as you with with Gillian's work, you, you just, you can't imagine what's going to happen next and you think you got it figured out and then you get surprised.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Really fun to do. Thank you. Eric, you may ask your first question. Be sure to slate your name and affiliate.
0: Hi, John. This is Eric Francisco with Inverse.com. Pleasure you, to speak with you. Is, uh, when, we, when we first hear the recurring question, what have you done to earn your place in this crowded world? It's innocent, it's directed towards children, and it's kind of, you know, oh, that's cute. We then later hear it asked to a serial killer and it produces a chilling response. Uh, what do you think, uh, what about that question do you think sums up how Kevin Christie sees the world? I think it, uh, it comes down to... Um, if people are recognizing that they're facing existential threats, then, um, they, somebody is going to have to make choices, moral choices that are going to, uh, entail a lot of people suffering and dying for the greater good. So you see it through kind of through history and stuff too. Like remember during the Vietnam war, um, Robert McNamara, I think it was Robert McNamara, one of those guys, but, um, Um, they said the question was how much evil do you have to do to do good? And so I was talking with Gillian. I said, we need to put this in, you know, we need to put this in the piece. And and so we did. And and I think it, so it harkens back to a lot of those, those, those kind of questions, which is, um, which are like moral questions that are unresolvable. But um, one thing, you know, for sure is sometimes the treatment is worse than the actual disease. So you know, they um you know so people genuinely thought back then that they were doing good by you know carpet bombing Cambodia you know because we got to do it to stop communism right so they were in there so uh, Christie is somebody who's facing the global threats of global warming and food and water shortages uh, all the things that we had, that that are out there and um, he's a uh, someone who's willing to take on those kinds of Moral questions, I guess. But it's hard to talk about it without giving it away, giving away how much stuff happens in it. So I'd hate to do any spoilers where where people, because whatever you think you know about the characters, by the end of it, it's all been turned on its head. Thank you.
1: Dana, you may ask your first question. Be sure to say your name and affiliate. Dana Abercrombie, The Coalition. What I love about your character is that we don't exactly know where he is. In a sense of whether or not he's just a stone serial killer or he's this really loving and beautiful guy. And I love the kind of dynamic that you play. Can you talk about what you would say is his best and worst qualities?
0: Uh, I I think, you know, um, he's one of those uh, creatures of, um, you know, pure will, you know? Um, So, and you see examples of it in, in the culture a lot. Uh, and sometimes those people can be people who change the world for the better. And sometimes they can be sociopaths, you know, and sometimes it's hard to tell a difference. So it's in that strange gray area. Um, but again, it's hard to, there aren't any easy good guys and bad guys. Those definitions get changed a lot during the, the show, during the, the arc of the show. And by the end of it, um you might find that alliances are formed that you thought were impossible in so it it, it's it keeps getting weirder and weirder
1: kristen you may ask your first question be sure to slate your name and affiliate hi i'm kristen from the fan club um Hi. Um, you've had an iconic career, an iconic legacy, um, and I found it very interesting that this is the first TV regular series that you've done, and I was wondering why, what drew you to it, um, what made you want to be a part of this specific project?
0: Well, um, it's, it's uh, I think, sort of the space that I used to do a lot of films in, uh, not the space, uh, the kinds of films i do where you'd have sort of the morally ambiguous ambiguity was kind of a value and you could do things that way um and show kind of flawed human beings and all that stuff that space is now on tv i think a little bit more where movies are more like big tentpole movies or they're meant to be like they all have to like try to cannibalize each other to get awards and golden globes and you know and they're so they're super important or they're super big you know and the the space that used to, you know, mid-sized movies, like, I don't know, like High Fidelity or something. I don't know if a studio would make that today. Uh, The character is too um, human and fucked up and things like that. So um, to get Gillian Flynn doing TV and doing a conspiracy thriller that's remaking that great utopia TV show and adding a whole big tech element to it, um, you know, the expectations were very high. And it was a really nice phone call to get because it's like, you know, you're getting Gillian Flynn wants you to do a show in Chicago, and um, so that's very nice to be wanted and to be asked to do something. And then I read the script. And I read it in one sitting, and I read all. You know, at that time it was nine episodes, and it turned into eight. But uh, so I just read it and drank a few cups of coffee, and, and I looked up, and it was night, and I finished it. So I did, and I, I thought it was just fantastic writing. So that's sort of how um, I got involved. I was just lucky enough to be asked to come join the party.
1: Awesome thank you. Kia you may ask another question. Yes so um, we were all given the ability to watch the first seven episodes and oh, none so of us you, have no, yeah, yeah none yeah. of us seen episode eight and I know you don't want to spoil anything but I mean what can we expect because it episode seven ended with quite a shocker.
0: Yeah eighth episode is amongst the craziest things I've ever shot and that's and that's saying something because I've done some really weird shit. Um, but that that was that, that was about as, as insane a thing as, as that I've ever shot. I can't wait. <laughs> he um it's a bit of a he finally has a heart to heart with um, Jessica Hyde. And love oh. is revealed. I don't know how I'll get in trouble for saying that.
1: <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble, but that's awesome. I can't wait for that. Denise, you may go ahead. Awesome. So aside from your own character and looking at this more as a, from a fan's perspective, who, which other character do you really, really enjoy from Utopia or you think is very fascinating?
0: Well, you know, the, the script, what's great about the script is they're all interesting. Like, I don't think, like I don't think any, all the nerds are really interesting and drawn out and have great relationships and, uh, Jessica Hyde is just a wonderful creation um, you know this uh, feral young girl that has within her own body the secrets that are embedded into the, into the fictional comic that is a Nostradamus is predicting the future and yet she embodies it all and then enters into the narrative of these nerds trying to find it find out who she is and, and finds out that she's not only real but um, they're they're actually in the comic in a way. Now they're in they're into the story. She's a wonderful creation, uh, wonderful writing, great performance by Sasha Lane. Well, so there's there's really um there's really no uh, nobody in the piece that isn't interesting and and where there hasn't been a lot of thought put into each character. There's no throwaway B plots or you know those kind of sometimes the TV the only criticism you can have with it is you know the people who are making it want to have as many seasons as they can so you get like you know B plots and guest stars and so they take long circuitous ways to get to the get to the heart of the thing but this one is like every character matters everything is like diamond hard purposeful everything one thing adds on to the next and it's all has a reason for being there and all has a real really intense purpose so the architecture of the writing is really good so I thought it was all Um, It was all All the characters were terrific
1: Thank you Eric, we might be able to squeeze you in for one more Last question
0: Great, thank you so much This is Eric Francisco with Inverse.com again Uh, John, what is the single most disturbing Detail about Kevin Christie Audiences recognize you from plenty of wholesome roles For me personally, Serendipity is a comfort blanket movie But what is the one thing about Kevin's Personality or appearance that you think Has the darkest implications Uh I think when um, the, when his role within Utopia is revealed, um, what that revelation is has the uh, kind of most profound implications, and you know what um, what he's willing to do to achieve his goal, or what he's willing to do. Uh, the sacrifices or, you know, kind of the Sophie's choices kind of things that he thinks he has to do in order to create a livable, sustainable future, he thinks there's going to be casualties on the way of that. And he's very uh, willing to do that. Um, and those types of people are, are the people who feel that they can make those choices are um, chilling. Thank you.
1: All right, that is all the time that we have for this roundtable. Please be sure to check your email for the next uh, interview link.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank you for your time.
1: Thank Thank you, you. John.